Welcome to the Oxford International Centre for Publishing Studies. Today's podcast was recorded on Wednesday the 9th of February 2011. The talk features our guest speaker, Mark Block, who's Head of Digital Publishing for Secondary Education Pearson. Mark's talk features a demonstration of Active Teach, a landmark digital product for Pearson. You can follow the links on the page for this podcast to explore further the product Active Teach. Well, hi, first of all, uh, my name's Mark Block. I'm, my, my job title, bizarrely enough, is Head of Digital for uh, Pearson UK Schools. Um, people say to me, what does that mean? And I'm yet to come up with a good definition of it. Um, basically, um, I look after our digital publishing, um, but digital publishing is a word that I don't think anybody can define these days anymore. It changes so quickly. Um, a few years ago, digital publishing might have been um, something fairly simple on a CD-ROM. Uh, something that was really important is, has been e-books and uh, you know, e-book publishing. Um, uh, now, um, as a publishing company, Pearson, we, 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 call, we no longer call ourselves a publishing company, actually. We call ourselves an education and technology company. Uh, we're the world leaders in education and technology, uh, which is quite a brave move for a company um, that con- contains within it Penguin um, and Financial Times, um, which we're now saying, you know, that's a small part of what we do. Actually, the main part of what we do is education and technology, uh, and that's been a big change for us um, in, in recent years. Um, Nick mentioned that I'm going to be talking about a product that we worked on a few years ago, and I am. And uh, our CEO, um, Marjorie Scardino, um, always starts every speech um, at the beginning of each sort of financial year when she comes to update us on how we've done. She goes, well, here's what you did last year. And the line that she always says is, now that's ancient history. Forget all of that. Whether you did well, whether you didn't do well, whatever. That's what we did yesterday. It's ancient history now. What are we going to do from now on? So why am I telling you about a product that is ancient history, and it really is ancient history. This is four or five years since uh, this this project started. Um, it's because I want to tell you the story of how it came about. Um, some you know crazy bits of history, some some hopefully some publishing insights for you guys um, that you might you might learn about. Um, and um, as it happens, uh, we we absolutely changed the market um, in 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 schools publishing with this product. Um, this, is, this was a game changer. It changed it from some publishing that people were doing, which tended to involve lots and lots of books, to an essential piece of digital publishing that came alongside the books. And I'm going to talk about how that's now moving onwards um, to a situation that we talk about now. We, we describe ourselves as digital first. Think about the digital first. If you're going to support that, you might have some bits of paper and you might have some books. But that's the era that we're now in, and that's how the world is changing around us. And I think that the product that we're talking about today will illustrate some of that. Um, I'm going to make some apologies that aren't real apologies, because if they were apologies, I wouldn't do the things that I'm going to talk about. But um, I talk about a whole range of stuff. I'm not going to just sort of say, oh, well, we did this in HTML5, and this bit was in, in whatever. I don't tend to talk about those sorts of things. Um, as a, as a publisher, and I've come from a publishing background, my job really is to think about what is it that we're going to publish, why we're going to publish it, 
And then I work with teams of people in our technology side who think about how we're going to do that. So the what and the why. What is it that's really going to make a difference for our customers? Um, why does it make sense for us to make it in that particular way? How are we going to make money out of that thing? Sorry, uh, money does come into the equation. Um, we do need to think about the commercial side. How are we going to make money for it? How are we going to bring all of those things together? And then how are we going to deliver it? Um, so I've, I've got an ex-colleague in the audience, which is kind of odd, but you know, back in the day, it's fine. Uh, back in the day, um, you know, what is back in the day? Uh, well, sort of 2000, like that's 10 years ago. So that really is ancient history. 2000 to 2005, um, we, we used to make uh, books together and, uh, and quite often we'd sort of make books and we'd say, what are the, what are the digital components that are going to enhance those books? And people would say, oh, it'd be really good if you could make an animation and you put it with it. Um, maybe you could supply the images from the book together on a CD-ROM and people could reuse them. Maybe you could do a Word version of a worksheet or a book page um, and things like that. And we, we always got excited about that. We said, oh, that's really exciting. We're going to make some Word pages and we're going to put them on a CD and we're going to sell it along with the with the thing. Yeah, I know. I can see people laughing. Um, hey, people bought it. You know, so I was quite happy at the time. And obviously we were making a difference for some people. It's weird, actually. You talk about something as simple as that. It made massive difference to some of our customers. Um, we used to sell things called teacher's guides. Actually, we do still sell teacher's guides. Uh, teacher's guides, for those of you who don't know, tended to be A4 folders about this big, and inside them they had about that much paper. And, um, and we sold similar things with worksheets in them as well. And, um, and, and an early project, product that we did was um, we, we put all of those worksheets and all of those teacher's notes onto a CD, and we said to people, hey, you can customise this now. And everyone said, yes, yes, we want to customise, we'll buy them. And everybody went out and bought the CD. Now, this is a secret just between us, okay, please don't tell anybody. We made an error on one of those CDs once, which meant that every one of the pages was locked for editing. Okay? Now, if you know what I mean, it's like you've got a Word document up, you cannot edit it. Okay? There is no way that you do that. Okay? That was a big error. Okay? And it, it came around, there was good reason for it. It was to do with when you copy files from a CD onto a computer, they got marked as read-only, and so they became read-only and you couldn't edit them. Um, there was good reason for that. Nobody complained uh, for 18 months. Okay? We'd sold a lot of those. Nobody complained for 18 months. And that was one of the best insights into motivations of my customers that I think I've ever had. It's like, well, if no one complained, does that mean that nobody was using it? Well, that wasn't the case because I was going into schools and I was seeing how bashed up these CD-ROMs were and I knew that people were using them and I knew that people were, you know, if they lost one of these CDs, they'd phone up and say, we've lost one of your CDs, can you, can you replace it somehow? That's a conversation we quite often have with customers. Um, so what were they using them for? Well, actually, what they were using them for is if you're a teacher and you've got 30 books, okay, that you've got to mark that evening, you can just about hold them. Normally, you've got two classes, maybe, of books that you've got to mark. That's 60 books. Honestly, I used to be a teacher. Okay? You walk out into the car park. Okay? If you want to take home some work for planning, your teacher's file and your worksheets, okay? imagine that folder in there. Okay? It's almost impossible to walk across the car park to your car and open the car door successfully. Okay? What I realised was that the motivation for the, uh, for the Word documents, the worksheets, was not so much because they wanted to edit it, although that's what they were telling us. It was actually because it made it much easier to carry. Okay? And you, know, you discover these things and you learn about these things. Um, 
Anyway, so we were making these simple things, and they sold okay, but they didn't set the world alight. You wouldn't have expected them to, to set the world alight. Um, and basically, we invented cleverer and cleverer menus um, for how you would get to these things. You know, oh, and we used to have discussions, should it be by chapter, or should it be by theme? And, you know, and how, how are we going to arrange these contents? And every so often we'd be brave and say, let's have two sorts of menus so it can be by chapter and by themes, and they can choose it. That wasn't very exciting. Um, and I have, to, I have to say, I actually I moved companies, and I was a bit frustrated with these conversations that were going on at the time. And I moved to a company that said, we want to make a digital version of a book. Um, and I said, great, okay. And they said, and we're going to give it away for free. And I was like, less great. Um, and, uh, and everyone's going to be really excited about this. We're going to put it in the back of the, of the book. Now, as a publisher, and I'm sure some of you have you know, already had experience of this, okay? uh, basically you've got to make the sums add up. The amount of money you're going to spend on making this thing and the amount of money you're going to get back, plus making a bit of, uh, well, we call it you know, the margin to pay for the company to keep running and a little bit of profit on top of that. Um, you've got to make those add up. And it's really tricky to do. And you know, if it weren't tricky to do, everyone would be super, super rich. You know, um, you, you've got a book... You know how much it costs to make that book. You know how much you can spend it for. If you can just about make that add up, great, we're going to go ahead and publish it. If somebody says, we're now going to do a digital version of that book, put it inside the back cover, and we're going to, um, and we're going to give it away for free, uh, that means a load more expense making a digital version of a book and no new revenue. That is a big, big problem. Um, and, and so it sort of had these two problems. You know, things with loads of videos that were costing a lot of money to make but weren't selling very well. Digital book over here that we're going to give away for free. Um, how can we do that? And that was the, the problem that faced us. Um, and we said, okay, how about if we combine these two products together? Instead of making a menu um, that, uh, instead of making a menu that, that um, allows people to find their videos and their Word documents and things like that. How about we use a metaphor for a menu? And that metaphor is the book. Okay? Um, and um, I'm, I'm going to do this on screen. I should be doing it on the whiteboard, and I didn't calibrate it very well. We'll get around that in a little while. But normally by touching the whiteboard where the hand is, um, you would see this sort of thing happen. This isn't very exciting, but, um, but by making an electronic version of the book, I can navigate around the book, okay, that's an e-book, you've seen them before, but hey, the pages turned um, back five years ago, that was, that was innovation, and people went, wow, you know, every time they saw it. Now, everyone goes, oh, I've seen that before on websites all over the place, but believe me, when we did that, and I have a word for that, which is sizzle, okay, that was sizzle, um, it cost me £3,000 to make that page turn, um, okay, I reused that £3,000 many, many times over, and boy, did we have a long conversation over whether it was worth it. But the number of customer conversations I've had, they say, well, you know why I bought Active Teach, which is the name of this product? The reason I bought it was because the page turned. And you're like, oh, my God. Okay. The reason is, is because right, we built this. Um, that gave us the book. But we also put into it the interactive mode where I could lay over the top. And here, uh, I'm going to bring up um, a video. Okay, so can you see how those two products have come together? One was just how do you get access to a load of assets through menus, and one was a digital book. And what we've done is the digital book is still a menu, but it's a metaphor for a menu where I access the digital assets directly from the page. Okay, now 
that might seem like, well, that's obvious, isn't it? I read about that in Harry Potter. The books are the, 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 the pictures move in the newspaper. But that was what we were trying to do. Was we were trying to make something that felt a bit like Harry Potter. It was a book, but it was a live book. Okay. Now, um, I'll tell you some more about these, um, these videos here. This was early, early days. Um, there's a load of stuff to talk about, about how we came up with what those videos were um, and what they, what they did. Um, uh, I'm going to show you, we put some animations in. Remember before, these were just on menus um, that went alongside it. This is kind of interesting. Um, who can spot the editorial faux pas in this fantastic animation? Yeah, yeah. The gun is pointing at the guy's head. This is so unfortunate. You really don't want to publish things like that. I have never had, you know, it's, every time I show this thing, it's blush, blush, blush. But um, actually, nobody's ever complained about it, but it is so unfortunate. It does look like we are about to execute you and Thomas. Um, which would be fine. So, um, so, so no, not would be fine. That's the wrong thing to say. Um, which would not be fine at all. Um, so, okay, what, what was going on here? Um, well, we put in, do you remember that stuff that I was charging quite a lot for, I was putting on CD and it wasn't turned, setting the world alight, um, into the digital book? And actually, I made a, a new product at the time. We called it Active Teach, okay? And we said, for £500, £500 you can buy the digital book with all of the videos and things like that. This isn't a freebie in the back of your book anymore. This is something with loads and loads of videos and animations and everything like that. And the teachers went, hey, you mean every page of my book, I can flip through it and I can show the book up on screen and every time I want something useful to illustrate my point, there's a video there and there's an animation there. And they said, wow, that's really amazing. 500 pounds, that's a bargain. Okay. Uh, now, um, this was a bit of a breakthrough moment for us. This particular product that I'm showing you here, which was, there are reasons why this one did well. We sold to 90% of the possible market. That is really good going, believe me. 90% coverage of a market is really, really good going. And almost every single one of those customers who bought that scheme, those books, bought this Active Teach product. Um, we were also trying to encourage people to do a particular science exam at the time, um, which was, these were in support of. And when we did focus groups three or four years later, people said the reason why I chose to do that exam was because it came with Active Teach. Now, it's weird talking about something that's five years old now and hoping that you're going to get excited about it because you're going to go, that just looks so tame. But some of the points around why this thing worked is, I think, what is really important. Um, the metaphor meant that teachers could understand the relationship between the digital assets um, and their teaching. It's on the page and it relates directly to the page. You could do it in different ways, but it relates directly to the page. The book on screen allowed the, the, um, the teachers to relate to what the students had in front of them. And so the book on screen, you know, they could sort of say, well, I want you to uh, read this bit of text. Okay, and when you've read that bit of text, um, then I want you to look at the questions that are down here. Sorry, I've just probably launched something extra because I'm in the interactive mode. I want you to, I want you to do those questions. Um, and that fitted with the way our customers operated because teachers used to stand in front of blackboards and write on them. They liked to stand at the front of the class and tell, you know, talk to the students about what they're doing. And can you see that what we just did there helps with classroom management um, it, it really related to what teachers, our customers, felt comfortable with, and it allowed them, for the first time, to feel really comfortable about that step 
from paper-based uh, you know, resources that they were using into digital um, resources. Um, that really, really worked. People understood it straight away. Uh, because of the page turn, when they saw it at exhibitions, they knew that this was a book on screen. Um, it's more than just an e-book because it's more interactive than an e-book. Um, it, it, it just works the way that teachers work, um, and it really, really made sense to them. So what we did was we've taken two problems... And we put those two problems together, and we come up with something that, that, that really worked for teachers, sold really well, and really made a massive difference um, to their world. There are so many other stories I could tell you about this product, and I, I could be really, really boring about it, but I'm going to just pick out a couple of other things that this did. Um, at the time, there was a conversation. Uh, anyone here been a teacher? Been, yeah, you've been a teacher. Right. Does anyone, Right, I have two deadly questions, right, okay, that, that, that kids ask, right? I used to teach in Hull, by the way, in the northeast, and, and tell me if you recognise this, right? The first question was, sir, why do I have to do this? You recognise that one? Yeah, okay, so why do I have to do this? This is lack of motivation, really, amongst your students. They're like, there's a load of boring stuff up there, why do I have to do it? And, and, and so the way that some people suggested getting around the boring stuff idea was they, they came up with these uh, stories that they would tell. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you a fantastic story about how this relates to your life, dear student, and how this is really important to your life. And I've seen some amazing ones of this, people teaching chemistry by going around art galleries, looking at the colours in the paintings and saying, you know, talking about the stories in history about um, how... You know, that colour was made from urine and how they discovered that thing. And kids go, oh, that's really exciting. And then, you know, no longer are they worried about why they're doing it because they sort of see a point behind it. But then comes deadly question number two. And I'm not going to force you to guess deadly question number two, but does this sound familiar? Yeah, but which bits do I need for my exam? Because you've done all of that work. You made the story really exciting. And, and what's happening is like, well, I just want to pass my exams. I don't want to hear this story. And so we had that problem. So with Active Teach, we found a way around that. Because what we did was the story is being told in the videos. And on the page, what you're seeing on the page is just the science that you need to know. So the answer to those two questions is, why am I doing it? Well, here's a story that we're going to tell you in a video. And we've got real people. So you and Thomas, those are real interviews. Um, we've got real people to tell real stories and explain why that science was important to them. And we were able to leave the page for what the page did best, just hold the facts and the stuff that you needed to know for your exam. So it was a simple move, um, but it made a massive difference to us financially. Um, and, to, and, and the reason it made a massive difference to us financially is because it made sense to our customers. It was driven by our customers. Um, I'm going to tell you a couple of other little sort of geeky, boring facts about the way that we did this because I'm really hoping that you guys might sort of keep thinking in these ways where some of my colleagues seem to have forgotten about it because they just like to spend money. Um, we were really worried when we first did this. This was a new novel idea and someone had suggested that we should be giving it away for free. Um, as I suggested earlier on, it costs a lot of money to make digital assets and it costs a lot of money to, to make this thing. So um, we set ourselves a challenge. Could we actually make the digital book and all of the um, assets and the videos for naught pounds and naught pence? Okay? Now that's quite a serious challenge to go from, right, we normally make a book, we're going to have a new thing with all of those videos in, and can we do it for no money at all? Um, and um, this is... Someone once said to me, like, innovation is not inventing something new, it's thinking of a new way of doing something you already do. Um, and this was a bit of innovation that we, that we tried at the time. 
Now, those of you who are familiar with book publishing will know that to put a photo in a book costs money. Um, for us, uh, the way that we normally put a photo in the book is we go out and we go to a photo library, we research the photo, um, we pay some money to rent that photo from the photo library, and every time we, you know, we, we have to pay them a, 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 a license on that photo. It's changing, I know the world's changing a little bit in the way that that happens. Um, likewise, every time we get an illustration, we have to pay money for those illustrations. Um, and actually it worked out that to put a, book, a photo in a book like this, cost about £100, okay? It didn't, we didn't pay the library £100, but when you looked into the research costs, the licensing, the scanning, the whatever else, it, all together, it sort of came to about £100 to put each photo um, into the book. And do you remember, this, you know, I was saying carry a story, and we wanted to carry a story through the chapter. So what we did was we started off writing the story, um, and we hired a video team and we paid the video team to go and shoot the videos and we said look your cameraman they're really talented do you mind taking this extra camera with you and shooting the stills and we said every time you shoot a video could you also shoot a hundred still images okay um, and, uh, and I'm going to look to see if I can use those still images in the book now that photo came from the photo shoot when that video was being done in the end it was costing us about fifteen hundred pounds to do the video shoot, and from that, hopefully we would get 15 photos that we were having to pay for in the book. And if we were managed to do that, the 15 photos cost saved covered the cost of the photo shoot. And so by innovating and by thinking about how the assets related to each other, we completely failed to make it for nor pounds and nor pence, but we made it a hell of a lot cheaper um, than we would have been able to do it. And we also built a platform for this, the Active Teach platform, which became reusable. And so we were able to use it again and again and again. And I know that when you guys are thinking about digital publishing and things like that, reuse of assets and things that can be reused is probably something that you, you need to be thinking about to make things economics because, uh, economical. Because if you're paying you know, new money all the time and trying to rebuild something bespoke every time, it's quite expensive. But if you can make things that are reusable, maybe, maybe that's... that's beyond the scope of the projects that we're working on here, because you are building something bespoke, but um, it's just something that I thought would, uh, I, I, I would mention. So that was, I've told you a story, I hope it made sense, um, some ancient history about how we created um, a digital product, some problems that were facing us, and about some of the things that we were thinking about when we created this new thing, um, Active Teach. Um, and so... Uh, so why is, the, why is this still relevant? Well, we're still selling it. Um, one of the things is when you put something out into the marketplace, it hangs around for quite a long time. It's really, really bizarre. So this product is still being used in schools, and it will continue to be used um, until probably next year um, when the curriculum, yeah, the curriculum will change next year. So I have to think about it. One of the worst things about working in publishing is you never know what year it is because you're always thinking about the year when you're going to publish the next thing. So I'm always in 2012. But actually, in 2012, there'll be, no, 2011, this year, uh, there will be uh, a new science curriculum, and this one will, will disappear. But our customers are expecting us to give them a new one, and we needed to move the story on. Now, I'm not going to go through all of the little things that we've done to change, but one thing is, is I'm, I'm using my laptop here because I had to install uh, Active Teach onto it. It was a CD-ROM-based product. The reason it's a CD-run-based product is because our customers wanted to own a physical box. 
They wanted to know that when they paid for it out of this year's capitation, nobody was going to take it away from us. And those were the reasons that they could not stand anything that was online. And that was what they said to us. I do not trust anything online because you're going to charge me a subscription. Say if I can't afford it next year, it's going to go away from me. And also, I don't own it in a box. Say if you go bankrupt or say if the website goes down, I don't have it to teach my lesson. This is too important. It's teaching materials. I don't trust anything online. So that's what people have been telling me for the last five years. Last year, I was doing some really serious research about this, and customers started to say something different, which was, if you sell me something on CD, the problem is, is so many different computers around my school and there's so many different network configurations, I know it's going to be hard work to install it onto my computer. You know, there's network security that stops me installing the Flash Player plugin and, and all of these things. But if it's online, I know that it will work. And that's a massive change for people's minds. I hate online to I only want it online and now I hate CDs. I probably shouldn't be telling you that because you're all probably working from competitors and that's a, that's a real market insight for me. This is the first time it changed. I, you know, two years ago, three years ago, I was having battles with publishers and they lost because they went online and we won because we were on CD and I think the situation has changed. But that's about listening to your customer. So how are we reacting? Um, to that, and uh, that's uh, one of the innovations that I'd just like to, to, to show you. This is uh, actually just being launched. Uh, it's not that exciting, because what it is, is it's supporting a product that we created five years ago, but it's sticking with that product. This is the Pearson Resource Gateway. This is online now, um, and uh, here are some of our new Active Teach titles um, delivering the new specification. Um, well, that's the 2010 specification, so these are some of the newest ones. Um, and uh, what we've done is we've pr provided a gateway now where schools can go along um, and they can... Uh, <laughs> of course, it's logged me out because I've been talking for too long. I'll try and log in and talk at the same time, but I'm a boy, so it'll probably go wrong. Um, uh, so what we've done, basically, is we've created a portal where we're hosting the CD-ROM products on our server and then providing secure online access to them. So we're listening to our customers who are saying, we don't want it on CD anymore, we want it online, but we've got the problem that we've got a legacy CD-ROM-based product. Um, and so you know, this is about keeping up with what your customers want. Okay, uh, I'm going to look for my, um, say, my English titles. I'm an English teacher. Um, so I've just browsed around. Now, there's a catalogue with all of my Active Teach, all of the possible Active Teach products that we have in it. And what we've done is we've said to teachers, if you already own it, all you have to do is you can now activate it online so that that product exists online. There is a buy button that allows people to, 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 to actually buy it for new. But if you're already an existing customer, you can now access that same product that you own online just by activating it through the resource gateway. Um, that's great because it means that a customer who doesn't want to have to play around with the CD or it no longer works with their particular network gets access to it. That's great for a customer. It's great for me as well because, as you'll see, they're coming to one place where they're seeing all of the other titles that they might also be interested in. So I've created a shop front um, at, 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 at the same time. So Active Teach continues to be important for us. It's moving on, we're listening to our customers, and this is actually 2010, 11, uh, whenever we are now sort of thing. This is the latest thing that we've just released into the market that continues to support that brand. Um, I am, and again, you know, I don't think this is too 
too sensitive uh, in, in the market, but I know a lot of you work for my competitors. So, um, of course, what I'm doing at the moment is I have my teams, the publishing teams, around at the moment, and the conversations are, what is Active Teach 2.0? I know it's a bit of a cheesy term for it, but as soon as you say, what is Active Teach 2.0, everybody knows what you mean. What's the next version of that, the really, really different one? And those are the conversations that are happening at the moment. So it's a brand that we've created from a platform, from a one-off thing, that is now continuing to be supported um, into the future. Um, I'll show you. You're saying that doesn't look like Active Teach. Uh, we get a free preview. Uh, hopefully it works. Free preview, and you can play with these if you wanted to, to look at any of them. Go on, free preview. Happen. What, what's happening at the moment, by the way, is my computer's making lots of buzzing noises and being slow. I don't think it's actually the website that's being slow. I think it's my computer that's being incredibly slow. Probably because I'm running too much. Let's get rid of that. I'll try again. Anyway, hopefully that will launch. There we go. Um, it's got a, we call this a, a pester window, I think. It's to stop people using it in their classroom for free, you know, using the preview. This thing comes up. Um, I've got an idea of a pester window at the moment for another product, which is we really don't want teachers to use it on an interactive whiteboard, and it's not going to be licensed that way, but you can imagine people going, oh, well, I'll just use it. So we've got this little line at the bottom, and we're working on the script at the moment, which is this is not allowed to be used on an interactive whiteboard. And what I want underneath that is 0800 grass your teacher. So you know, no teacher is ever going to put something like that up in front of a class of 15-year-olds who's got a little 0800 number at the bottom of it. It's like piracy, isn't it, in, uh, in the cinema. So yeah, 0800 grass your teacher. Um, this isn't a very exciting active teach that I've brought up here, but anyway, what you'll see is that it, it works exactly the same as it did on the CD, and that's quite an innovation for us to move from something which was CD-ROM installed locally onto your computer to now working exactly the same but across the internet, um, and that, that was really important. Um, so I'd really like to Thank you.